Welcome to season two of the Whole Black Woman podcast. I am so excited to be back with you all. Um, I took a longer than expected break, but it was so needed. As we all know, we've just been having the opportunity to take time for ourselves, no matter what that looks like. And I am just glad that I am able to return. And I'm so very excited for the episode that we have today um, for our new listeners. I just want to briefly, briefly introduce myself. I am your podcast host, Natalia McNeil. I am also a certified confidence coach um, in which I support women as they transition from fear to living life in their most confident self. Um, Today, we have our guest, Miss Jessica Williams, and she is going to be chatting it up with us about purpose and addressing the process of purpose. And let me tell you guys, she is dropping gems. So sit back, relax, and tune into episode 14. We are in season two of the Whole Black Woman podcast, and I am so very excited that I get the chance to start season two with such a wonderful, bold spirit. And I just can't wait for today's episode. You guys, I already know, are going to be blessed by this young lady. She is awesome. So I would like to go ahead and introduce you all to Miss Jessica Williams. Hi, Jessica. Hi, love. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before we get started and delve into everything that God is going to download um, to us today, I just would like for you to go ahead and actually um, introduce yourself to our guests. Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me. This is this is a complete honor. This is my first podcast. So I'm so excited, a little nervous, but it's all good. Um, again, yeah, like you said, um, my name is Jessica Williams. I am a bold black woman. I am a single mom of an eight-year-old boy. Uh, who is just my heart. I am currently active duty military. I serve in the Air Force. Um, I've been serving for 10 years. So yes, I am currently stationed at uh, Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. God is like number one in my life. So like I, if we get too churchy, pass me the collection plate girl, because uh, yes. <laughs> we, we might go there. I am the owner of two businesses right now. It is Jessica James Consulting, which is a, con- a business consulting firm where I help co- corporate Um, with their mindset, with their productivity, and with their clarity so that they can build, develop, and grow their business. And I also am in the rebranding stages of a clothing line, which I have had. It's called Shades. I've had it for almost two years. It'll be two years, September 21st, actually. We turn two. Oh, my gosh. I just thought about it. That is awesome. So for any new listeners who are joining us now on season two, and maybe you have not listened to any of the season one episodes, um, one of the biggest things that I am passionate about when it comes to number one, this podcast, but in um, other areas, is just really supporting women as we deal with the things uh, that deal with our purpose, the limiting beliefs, limiting behaviors, and just working through those natural things that we all have to go through at some point. 
So, Jessica, I would like to start off by asking you, I would like to, number one here, do you currently believe with all of the things that you have going on, do you believe you are currently walking in your purpose? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. And um, I am so glad that that's like a question because... I just got to purpose. Mm. I feel like I just arrived at purpose. Mm -hmm. And I say this by, by, um, I'll start, I'll give you a little background. Um, I've been in the military, like I said, for almost 10 years. Um, I knew that I did not want to, I knew that purpose was not military for me. Mm -hmm. Some people it is me. I always knew it was not, Mm -hmm. it was a vehicle to purpose, but I didn't know when or how, or, you know, when God was going to hit me over the head with purpose. I always say that when purpose comes to you, like, it's like a boom, like, mm -hmm. like, wow, I'm finally there. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, my last duty station, um, I was in a, a, a relationship, an almost two year relationship. And I, you know, things just happened in that relationship. It was horrible. Um, and, I love this person, like more than anything. Right. I like thought like this is the, I was like, ma, this is the one, like I'm waiting on my ring. Like, you know, like, it was, it was that, right? And when it broke up, you know, when we broke up, mm-hmm. I was devastated, mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. devastated. Mm-hmm. And I literally like you know, tears and tears and tears and tears and tears. And I went into my, my closet, which is where, where I pray, um, like really, really get before God. And I just said, God, if you just take this pain away from me, Mm -hmm. I will do whatever you want me to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can just take this pain away from me, I can do whatever you want me to do. And he said, feed my sheep. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I didn't know what that meant, girl. I was like, feed your sheep. I have absolutely no idea. But as long as you take this away, I'm okay. I can do whatever you need me to do. However you need me to do it, wherever you need me to do it. I don't care. I'll say yes. Yes. Lord, you have my surrender fully. Right. Cause I just wanted the pain to stop. Right. And so I got, um, assigned to, I, I got sent here. I'm from Alabama and I'm like, okay, God, what you want me to do there? You know? And he's just every, every time I ask, he just, you know, says, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. And, um, so said, okay, how am I going to do this here? Like, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And I looked around and, um, I'm the only black officer woman in this squadron of 220 plus people. The only one. Wow. But then I look around and I'm like, look at all these black and brown baby girls out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so many young airmen who look like me and I'm like, I'm the only one that looks like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was praying one night and it was like, you need to start mentoring them. You need to start, you know, your, your mentorship, you know, you really need to get those. Those are who I sent you there for. Mm-hmm. So out of that, um, birthed, um, support six mentorship program, right. It's named after my mother. Um, support six is, means a lot to me. Um, but that is my mentorship program for young airmen, seamen, Marines, black and brown who look like me because there is nobody who takes them under their wing Mm. 
mm-hmm. and loves on them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were missing that. They were missing the love that somebody like them who looked like them could give them. Every time I come off of a mentorship uh, call with them or whatever, I just feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew I was walking in purpose. That is when I knew why he sent me here. That was when I knew he had to break me in order to put me back together Mm -hmm. so that I could clearly hear feed my sheep. And so that I could be in a full position of surrender when he gave me the call that Mm. he called me to. Wow. So what? A lot of people don't understand that. You have to be in position to get that. Agreed. And I want to ask you what you saying that because you were like, I looked up and I was like, yep, I'm in purpose. So yes. when a lot of people say, and even I catch myself doing this, but I would love to hear your opinion. When we say, you know, I'm going to pursue my purpose. Do you think that our purpose is something we pursue or are we pursuing something else and purpose is the result? I think the second one, correct. Yes. I think that wherever as I, let me get this together. I think that you have a divine call or purpose put on you. Mm -hmm. God positions you in different places to utilize that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Through my whole military career, I've been doing it, but I couldn't see it. Because it wasn't revealed to me that this is what I should be doing. Right. So you're always in, you, I, I believe that you in purpose, you're just in different places to be in purpose. Gotcha. So my purpose is the same. My location is different. That's awesome. And that's so powerful. And I, that, that like, that's a revelation to me because um, a lot of times I think we're so focused on this end result when, like you said, we are just in different phases of our purpose and we're just Correct. looking for the glorified part of it, but not yes. really present yes. where we are. Yes. Correct. And I think that if we have a, um, like I always say every morning, God, use me as you will today. I expect to encounter you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is like my morning. I guess you can say it's my mantra. It's my morning prayer. It's whatever. God, use me today. I expect to encounter you and what you have for me placed in today. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I go forth. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that what we do is we try and get ahead of God. Right. Because we say, this is my purpose. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to do it now. I'm supposed to do it on stage. I'm supposed, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we plan it out instead of just being used. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, and it takes the, it takes the crushing of us in order to get in that, just use me position. Because when you're at that point, you don't care, right? You don't care at all. You're just like, whatever you needed me to do, God, I'll do it. Can you just, <laughs> right? I'll do it. Can you just, can you just get me out of here? Right. Can you just, can you just take this away from me? <laughs> I promise you, you know, it's right. like, it's like that. How many times have we said that? So I think when we get in that position, it's, it's, I, I call it a desperation, right? When you get mm-hmm. so desperate, you will be, you will, God, if, if you are desperate and open, you will allow God to use you the way that he sees fit. Yes. Yes. And that's purpose. That's purpose. 
we try and put our purpose on it and say, oh, I'm walking in purpose. But are you walking in divine purpose? Two different things. That's a word. That is a word. (laughs) Now, I want to ask, now, as we talk about purpose and Mm -hmm. when we think about purpose, obviously you're dealing with all of these thoughts and on this journey, and we already know that fear is going to come up. So Mm. I want to hear from you on this journey, even from this relationship to where you even find yourself now, what was one of the biggest hurdles you dealt with in regards to fear? Ooh, um, so I won't even necessarily say fear. Mm -hmm. I I didn't feel like I was good enough. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I am just really, truly getting through that. Mm -hmm. So it's not finished for me yet. Um, I actually just wrote my first blog post (laughs) and it's entitled the red lip that ignited my life. Oh my gosh, that's powerful. And I've, I've been wearing this red lip, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember, I don't know who it said. I don't know whether it was Marilyn Monroe, Coco Chanel, Dior. I don't know who it was, honey, (laughs) but somebody said every woman has a lip, right? Right, right. Honey, I have found it. And I tell you, I put that daggone red lip on, girl, and you would have thought Beyonce just walked through the door. (laughs) My confidence is so high. Mm -hmm. As I am am becoming the woman God made me, Mm -hmm. I am rediscovering myself. Mm. Mm. And now I am finding the worth or the treasure that God placed in me mm-hmm. that's not like anybody else. Yeah. So now I can say, because I have this treasure, I am valued at a high cost, yes. which means my worth is there. Mm-hmm. I literally have to tell myself this all the time, especially as a single mom, you know, like dating is rough out here. Honey. It is. Oh, Girl, 2020 dating. I'm like, Lord, Jesus, on. I can't. <laughs> I can't take it. So it's it's really being rooted in my red lip. Mm-hmm. It's really being, it's really always being that woman that is that I am with the red lip. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm in uniform, I'm in my red lip. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm talking to my mentees, I'm in my red lip. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the soccer field, I'm in my red lip. Even though I'm not in my red lip, my mentality yes. is I'm in my red lip because I know my I know the value of the treasure that I hold. Yes. So it wasn't necessarily fear because I don't think I fear anything. God tells me to do it. I do it. You want me to start a mentorship program? Okay. You want me to rebrand my clothing business? Okay. You want me to start consulting? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you want me mm-hmm. to go into ministry? Okay. I'm at that point. I'm at the okay point with God. You want me to do it? Okay. <laughs> I'm there. But with me, it's, am I worth it though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where my struggle is. Mm-hmm. But then I quickly turn around and say, but girl, you the girl with the red lip. Yes. Yes. In my red and, lip. In my red lip. And that's it. And I tell you that that revelation for me is so powerful. Yes. It's, and- ooh, girl. 
And I want to even say to our listeners right now, I love the analogy because I am a red lip queen. Um, When I go out, everybody says, oh, we know you're serious when you can bring out the red lip. But even if it's not a red lip, what is it that you feel most confident in? And like you said, just have that mentality, even though you may not physically have that on or whatever, but what is it that you are in that you can show up in those moments and show up in that boldness and in that uh, worthiness? That is so powerful. I want to ask you, so, cause what I hear is like you say, okay, it's not necessarily fear, but it was like this limiting belief that was saying, Hey, you know, not being good, good enough. So what are some of the practices that you do right now to keep yourself disciplined and kind of not necessarily away, but to keep those things in line where you don't fall down and, you know, start to feel bad and go down this rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I am a, I'm a woman of habit. Okay. Um, I, I do not. Um, so I'm a cancer and I, I don't really play into that whole astrology stuff, but I, you know, cancers, we are very structured. We're very, like, we don't, we don't come out of the shell too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we like, we love, we love routine. We love structure. We we're that type of people. And that's mm-hmm. how I am. And the military just aids on that with all of the structure that I get. So I'm great. I'm like loving it. Right. <laughs> so I'm a creature of, of routine and habit. I get up early. I read. I pray. I have my coffee. I work out. Mm-hmm. I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to. I journal at night, um, whether it's on my phone or whether I literally write it down. I love writing. So I have so many notes that I just write. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, just writing thoughts out um, just to get them out of my head. Mm-hmm. Because when they're in my head, I have found when they're in my head, I have found that I think too much. Mm. And Mm -hmm. um, that's when I don't, I don't show up as the woman with the red lip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I show up with the woman who is shy. I show up with the woman who is not powerful. You know, I show up with the woman who just wants to sit in the back um, that when I'm in my head too much, but you know, when I, when I get it out, whether it's on my lunch break or whether, you know, even, even sometimes my, I'll, I'll be at work and I'll Google doc it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll, just because I have to get it out. Right. Right. And, um, so, so I do that, but I am, I am a creature of habit. I am a creature of routine girl. So eat when I, when I don't wake up and you know, when I don't wake up on time and I don't have, I don't get that full hour of reading and prayer and I can feel it. I mm-hmm. feel it. I feel feel different. I don't show up as who I should be showed, you know, showing up at as um, I, I, I'm, I realize I'm not all the way present for my son. I realize I'm not all the way present at work. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not all the way present for my mentees, my clients. I mm-hmm. feel that mm-hmm. when I do, when I step outside of routine. So I always tell um, my mentees, I tell my clients, like, that's like the first thing that we talk about mm-hmm. is, what is your routine? Mm. What you need to be doing something the same every day. Yes. Because number one, it, 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 it establishes discipline. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I live by, if I can be disciplined in one area, I can be disciplined in all areas. Yes, definitely. That's why I do it. <laughs> People are like, oh my gosh, you wake up at three thirty in the morning to, to like read and pray. And I'm like, one, yes, because that's the only time I get with God alone right. without my child, you know, <laughs> right. without my child interrupted. It's, it's, it causes me 
to focus on what I need to focus on. And I say, if I can do this, then I can focus on working out every day. If I can focus on working out every day, that means I can focus on, you know, doing everything that I need to do at work. If I can do that, then I can take the same strategy and I can apply it to business. Mm -hmm. If I can do that, then I can take that same strategy and apply it to my mentees. If I can do that, then I can take Mm -hmm. that same strategy Mm -hmm. and apply it to being all in Mm -hmm. from with, um, with my son or as a daughter. Or as a friend, you know, I can do the same thing. Why? Because I'm focused at one thing at a time. I've disciplined myself in this area, which means I can discipline myself in this area, this area, this area, and this area. I find that most of the time when people don't, um, when people, you know, have those, a lot of those thoughts and anxiety and depression, because I used to suffer from it, but it was establishing that routine. And mm-hmm. sticking to the routine, you know, it might, people might call it like, you know, OCD or something like that, but no, you are training your mind to be disciplined. Yes. And that's what wins fights. Yes. Discipline. Yes. And I mm-hmm. even want to speak to that on a personal level, just to our listeners, because um, like you said, as it, as it is in one area, you'll notice yes. that subconsciously it'll carry over without you really, mm-hmm. you know, once it be, it, it's became a habit. Um, and even with the podcast, um, you know, they were saying like so many people give up after so many, you know, episodes. And I just was like, no, in other areas, I have made sure to not give up. And it mm-hmm. was like, even in this, it was like, oh, I just felt like this wasn't something I just was going to let go. But that was because I had already established those habits in other areas. And so it just carried over. Right, right. You've established muscle memory. Yes. yes. So people don't understand it's the same muscle memory that happens you know, at the same time, it doesn't matter the circumstance you're right. in. It's the same, it's the same muscle memory, right? So, so because you, you know, for example, can get up every morning and run three miles. Now you can just apply that, that muscle memory to you doing a podcast every day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or every other day, or you showing up, you know, those days that you have to record that podcast, you are recording that podcast. Why? Because you're using the same muscle memory. I can do it at three. I can run three miles a day. I can definitely do this. And, right. and you know, it boosts your confidence too. I can run three miles a day. You, I know I can do a podcast right. every other day. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> right. It's so true. Right. Now I want to go into, and I know this is kind of like a loaded question, but I just want our listeners to really um, get this insight um, in a, your perspective, as far as how has your relationship with God helped you in the transitions you've made? Girl, um, hopefully I don't get emotional. Um, <laughs> I always say I've known God mm-hmm. all my life. I was raised in the church, the Baptist church, girl, it, you know, if, if anybody knows a Baptist church, mm-hmm. they know that God is there, honey. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I went to, I went, my mother was a woman of faith. My grandmother was that praying grandmother, honey. She, you wake up every day. She got spirituals on. She's praying over the house. She's, she's anointing everybody. Um, you have a cold, she's praying it out of you, you know, that grandmother, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Christian schools almost all my life up until my sophomore year of high school. So I knew God, Mm -hmm. I knew God, like I, you could tell me scripture and I could tell you where it's found, but I met God on Mm. my knees. Mm, That's powerful. Yes. And, uh, I, I now, mm, I always say my relation, like I am in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I always tell people I date God. 
I date God. I show up. I'm on time. I talk. I listen. I learn him. That's why I believe I'm really in just such a strong space. Not to say I don't have weakness, Mm -hmm. but I am in such a peaceful place Mm -hmm. because I take the time to learn my first love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when we come back to our first love, I remember when I was going through that heartbreak, my mom said, God is a jealous God, Jess. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to share you with anybody. Yeah. He wants you to be his and his alone. And when he allows somebody to come into your life, he will tell you that now is the time he can, you can share, you know, he can share you, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you, she said, you need to fall in love with God all over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have fallen in love with God. Mm -hmm. And as I am growing in God. And I always say, like I said, I knew God, but I met God. So I still say that I'm real. I'm like real infancy in my faith. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I'm reading the word differently, you know, I'm studying differently. So I always say I'm still a baby in my faith, but I've realized that the love of God is is all that you truly really need mm-hmm, um, because it's the love that will protect it's the love that will correct it's the love that will push you into destiny it's the love that will shield you from hurt you know it's the love that will that will cause rejection to come because it's really protection mm. and once you see God as oh my gosh you love me he loves you like a lover but he protects you like a father yeah. Right. Yeah. Once you see him in different ways, that's why I always say I date God. Mm-hmm. When you date somebody, you start to see them in different ways. You're right. like, oh my gosh, you protect me like my dad would protect me. You love me like the Song of Solomon, the book of love. That's the book of love. That's God's telling, showing us how much he really loves us. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's stern. And, you know, he's stern through Paul's letters telling us what to do and what not to do. But yet he's so wise as a grandfather will be in the book of Proverbs. He shows you that he is almighty God and his omnipotence in his omnipresence in Genesis where he creates everything and then flows it to Revelation where, you know, it's all finished he shows you the power of so when you start to learn god as i have learned him in his um in his magnitude the different areas of him you start to love him and the relationship is deeper mm. than any other relationship that you know, could be, I always say people say they love God. People say they know God, but it's a, it's a, it's a mouth relationship rather than a heart relationship. Mm, Wow. And so I, I say now 
through my transitions, he has shown me, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So he has shown me, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't send you there because that wasn't good for you. Or I had to right. remove that. It's, it's not, it's not seeing him differently. It's seeing who he was when it was presented. So now I'm seeing, oh, that was daddy God. That was the almighty father, right? Right. That was, that was Abba father protecting me from that person, right? You know, that father that's like, you ain't going to date my daughter. Uh Uh-uh, not, not Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. not you. That was him, right? But he was, but he was my Jehovah Jireh when he was providing when me and my son had nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and he was, you know, he was keeping me, he was my shelter when I was deployed overseas. So it, th- seeing him in different areas, it's seeing him differently. It's yeah. seeing who he was in the time that he was there because we leave God. He mm-hmm. never leaves us. Yes. Yes. And that is to, you know, as um, Jessica mentioned, falling back in love with God, mm. but you may be at a point too, where you just got to let God love you and teach you how to, mm-hmm. be, how, what love looks like, because you may yes. have been exposed to what was toxic. Right. And it's not of any fault of your own, of course, but sometimes we just, or not sometimes, but we may have to get in the relationship with God for him just to show us what love actually is. Right. That's, that's, that's crucial. That's crucial. That's crucial because that's where I was as well. Right. Um, and it's almost like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to God because if he's going to treat me like every other man has treated Mm me, I don't want any parts of it. Mm -hmm. So it took, it took when, while I was in the pit, God sent, sent me somebody to be in the pit with me. Mm-hmm. who is my who is my apostle and I always tell her you literally saved my life mm-hmm. um because it wasn't a overburdening like I gotta put the bible on you it was I'm gonna love you right here mm-hmm. right where you are I'm gonna love on you and I'm gonna comfort you and I'm never gonna let you go And when you're ready, we're going to climb out of the pit of despair together. Mm. And then I am going to, and then I am going to introduce Mm -hmm. God back to you Mm. because right now you can't handle him. You're not going to be able to handle him in the love that he is. Right. Because you don't see it. Mm -hmm. So we have to, what we have to do as believers is when we see people in that space, because they, they may not have, you know, they may not have not, they may not have had a father Mm -hmm. in their life. So they can't see Abba father, right. The way that we see him. Mm -hmm. So we have to be Abba father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to see Jehovah Jireh because nobody ever came through for, for them before. So we have to let him use us to be the provider for mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. to show them that, that this is God. This is not me because flesh ain't going to let you do this. Right. This is straight God. <laughs> yes, I'm telling yes, you, girl, yes. this is straight God. And my mom, as I was going through that hurt, one of the first things she said to me, she said, can you love him through the hurt? Mm. And I was like, H, no. I was like, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> right? I said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Everybody can go to the underground. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, I cannot. And she said, can you love him through the hurt? And she kept asking me and she kept asking me and she kept asking me. And I said, and one day I said, yes. Hmm. And she said, she said, now you know the love of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh my gosh. She says, yes, because you are, it doesn't mean you're going to have to like them, but you will have to love them. Mm. And so how many times, and she says, so now think about it, Jess, how many times have you slapped God in the face? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, probably a lot, like, pro- like probably <laughs> more than I could count. Right. right. And she said, and he still loves you through the hurt mm-hmm. that you inflict on him. So can you love him through the hurt? Can you love her through the hurt? Can you love this person? person through the hurt now you know the love of God mm. because God is love God operates in love his essence is love his being is love so when you become love you become made in the image remember he, it's the word says let us make man in our own image the image of God is love this is awesome. from love flows everything else mm-hmm that is good. That is good. And oh my gosh, you've been dropping gems our whole time <laughs> this episode. I am, I, I, we, I were talking about this with a fellow um, friend and she also has a podcast, but we were saying how God is just like, he's really sometimes talking to us and we'd be like, okay, you funny God, because we're bringing on people yes. to download into our listeners, but we're getting the gems as well. So this has been such a blessing. Now, before we end our time together, I want to ask you to the woman who may be battling with the thought of does God even love me am I even worthy in his eyes because she feels like she has failed him and just all of these things and the enemy has been planting all of these seeds into her mind Hmm. what would be one piece of advice that you would give her first thing I would say is I've been you Mm -hmm. I am you Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we forget who we are and at times, and we definitely forget who we've been. Mm. And I keep, I, I keep my battle wounds on me because it makes me remember that I've been her. Mm-hmm. I've questioned God. I've said that, God, you're not here. You don't love me. hmm Because if you loved me, you wouldn't let me go through. Not knowing the go through is now helping the woman who I was. Because now she's in front of me. Mm. I can say through experience, I've been you. I am you. Mm. Then I would say Psalm 61 and 2 is my rock my anchor scripture and it says when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I if you can go to the rock that is higher than you you will that there is no one in this world who will love you Mm -hmm. care for you cherish you protect for you 
provide for you, secure for you, battle for you, fight for you, guide you, direct you like God. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is get to the rock and he will meet you there. That's what I would say. Miss Jessica. (laughs) I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and just dropping every bit of wisdom. Um, I definitely pray that this does not fall on deaf ears. Um, I want to, if any of our listeners would like to connect with you, can you please share with how they can? Yes, yes. Um, So my Instagram, my personal Instagram is the underscore Jessica James. My uh, consulting is Jessica James strategy, all one word. And that's it. Those are like, that's like the main way to contact me is through Instagram. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And I'll make sure to link that information down into the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Listen, I pray that you got something from today's episode, just like I did. The Just being able to hear Jessica talk about purpose, but also just delving into God's love and what that looked like was just awesome, awesome, awesome. So I definitely pray that that did not fall on deaf ears. If you are not already, please make sure that you subscribe to the Whole Black Woman podcast so you can be made aware of future episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Natalia McNeil. Also, make sure to visit my website, www.nataliamcneil.com. That information, as well as Jessica's information, will be down into the show notes. Well, thank you so much for joining me for our first episode of season two. I look forward to having you join me back here in two weeks for our next episode. 